What it? Let's get it crunk. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Did you say let's get it crunk? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Um, luckily, all this is getting cut out. Um... <laughs> All right, so on the line with me, I have a, a man of many names. I know him as Manuel Zapata, X Cipher Two Hundred Nine X, um, all 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 the names. But uh, it is good to have you on here, sir. It's, it's good to be here. You know, on the line. <laughs> on the line. <laughs> um, yeah. So, a lot of people might know you from you know one of a few things, uh, but it, it's really funny with us because we met through battle rap initially before finding out that we were actually related. Do you remember the first time we met? Um, I don't recall like the first time. I, I know the moment I we found out we were related. <laughs> but uh was it where where was that at was is it modesto yeah it was at um it was because it was my very first battle it was the that modesto meltdown battle yes 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 so i i had battled um this guy named like prince noy or something like that and then like you battled a dear friend of mine remedy pierre fly richie uh, an, another guy of many names yeah he has way more names than i have yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why he said it like you have like so many AKAs. I was like, all right, there's like two names. So that's yeah, no, he has like six, and then there's a few I call him behind his back too. So, <laughs> do you care to share any of those? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, how long were you in battling before we met? Do you think? Um, I would have had that written down somewhere, but I don't know, maybe a few years at that point. Cause I feel like, um, I had already, I don't know if I had already done grind time. Um, but I'm pretty sure I did. So yeah, I had to be like maybe two or two or three years. Yeah. Cause I know for sure you were doing assault and battling at that point. I'm trying to remember. Cause I think I had seen like the hockey mask battle before knowing that you like who, like, uh, that you were battling cam. But I don't. I'm trying to remember who else. I think I might have already battled Syndro, not Syndro. Uh, Prolix. Oh, you know what? You did. You did do the Golden State Bullies one. That that's right. Or that was the one that ended up on Grind Time. Yeah, yeah. I, I must have already done that one because I only did two battles with Assault and Battling before I did did the uh, Golden State Bullies. Yeah. What was that? Hockey Mask and Grip Sheffield. Sheffield. That's right. Yeah. Or what he's was, known. He's known today as I have no idea. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> we don't know any of his AKAs. He, it might be AKA. It might be formally known as we. We don't know anymore. A lot of yeah. a lot of these people don't stick around for too long. They don't. What uh? What would you say was like your favorite battle through like all of them that you've done? Um. I don't. Honestly, probably the experience around battling Reverse Live in in LA. Um, mm. because like we ended up having Jack in the box with Andy Milanakis. That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think that was the battle, but, uh, if not that, then 
probably anything associated with us just traveling. So anything in LA or in Reno, um, not so much the battles, it was more of like the, the experience. <laughs> it's funny because when, um, so like when I, when I used to do management, they would have us do these things. Like when we would introduce to our associates, they would do like two truths and a lie. And so the thing that I would always throw in there was that I randomly had Jack in the box with Andy Milanakis because people would be like, that's a lie. And I was like, no, that very much happened. Like, yeah, that's that, that's hella weird. Like, the thing is, actually, was it Jack in the Box or was it Denny's? No, or, it was Jack in the Box. It was, there was a Jack in the Box like across the street from the venue. That's right. That's right. Because it, it it had to. It was it was like a a, a Jack in the Box Wendy's tier. It wasn't like a McDonald's Burger King, mm. and, and it wasn't like a diner. It was like i don't think but, it was but it was but it was a but it was a little bit bigger yeah yeah it was it was a wendy's or a um or jack in the box i'm thinking it was jack in the box because i remember him getting curly fries <laughs> <laughs> and ranch i have really good memories like a really like um yeah just like about really random things yeah no dude ba battling left us with like some of the greatest fucking stories because just like a lot of the randomness that could just never really be kind of like it's like it, it couldn't be made up because it's just like i mean that just didn't happen yeah um, let me let me tell you about your host everyone let me tell you about <laughs> Teen, tino not the tino you guys know and love <laughs> the one that you don't really see the the the, the, the same tino that almost uh you know blew us up while i had the gas <laughs> nozzle in my hand and he was playing with a lighter or the one that started yelling out like gunshot noises in downtown modesto <laughs> as we drove by that tino well this battle related though this let's let's talk about battle related tino um i'm talking about the, the tino that does not tell us he's taking an alternate route to reno in a snowstorm and we did not know where he was, and we did not have any way to contact him. And if he would have flew off the freeway and died, we would have thought it would have been on the freeway we took, and not the scenic route that he took. Okay, hold on, hold on. For the record, the only reason I took that route was because my GPS had told me that it was going to be quicker. Yeah, but now you could have told us you were... Getting away from the norm, which is taking it through, what, 80? I think he went to 50? I don't even know the numbers, but we whatever went, number we went, went, he was the other one. Yeah, I went through the 88, and it was, uh, it, and I went through Jackson. So what had happened was the GPS had, like, told me that, like, hey, because I, I was leaving straight from work. So I was leaving during traffic hours already. So I knew I was going to be late getting there. And I was basically going to have to get there and battle. So, like, on the way the GPS tells me, hey, this route's going to be a lot quicker, and all you have to do is get off on here and go through 88. And I was very familiar with that route for the simple fact that we used to go to Jackson all the time. So I at least knew the whereabouts of where I was going, and I was like, oh, and if it's going to be quicker, it, it's good. You're right. I should have let somebody, a thousand percent, I should have at least like shot a message over like, hey, I found an alternate route that's going to take me faster. I'll see you sooner or something like that. Yeah. I and I'm, I may not have a way of contacting you in the snowstorm 
well, the next. Be, but I didn't know I was going to lose signal out there. I mean, I guess I should have imagined just because, again, I do know <laughs> I was heading into like just a middle of nowhere. But <laughs> well, the worst part is you had multiple times to tell us like you were like, hey, I'm about 15 minutes from the state line. And we're like, oh, cool. We know where that is. That yeah. we were just at the state line, not 45 minutes ago. And then it was just like, no, don't, don't hear from <laughs> Tino for, for hours until he pulls up looking like he came out of the woods in a parka and a, with a little <laughs> snow leopard next to him, like make, making it through the freaking snowstorm. <laughs> he had like a staff made out of a tree limb and stuff. I was like, dude, what the hell happened to you? Yeah, it was because I fucking literally like left from work, picked up my well, my ex girlfriend at the time, is to to go out there, and then she didn't make anything better on that trip. So that so that was another factor that played into it. So then, Wait, who was it? <laughs> you you know, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say names. Um, Wait, <laughs> you you know, I'm not saying names. And, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Tell me off air. Yeah. And um, uh, what's it called? Once I got there, funny enough, too, I still got off all three rounds perfectly against Beatdown. Like, I still went through that performance flawlessly. I didn't fuck up at all. So. Who did I battle? Was it Akbad? No, you battled Tone. Oh, that was that one? Yeah, that was that event. Yeah, I don't even remember. Like, I, like there's so many Reno trips I went for, like, hardcore shows and, like, battle rap that I can't even remember which was which like and then like even that modesto meltdown i can't remember where that venue was like i i can't remember what part of town would it look like like i can't remember any of that i just remember the inside of the venue you know what i mean it was i just remember it was downtown modesto it was like but like not like in the middle like firkin was probably still like a few blocks up but like it was near there hmm and that, but it was kind of a little bit further off. It was because it was a, it was like a clothing store or a record store or something like that. Because I, I only remember it because I had went there. I think like the month prior for like a like a show that Cobalt was throwing, and like you know they were just doing like ciphers and freestyling and shit. And so, um, yeah, but I'm not sure exactly what that space was, other than just for either performances and stuff. So I always assumed it was a record shop. Yeah, I mean, now, like, when I go to certain places, I'm like, like, when I go to uh, L.A., I can be like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, there was, like, or the venue was around here, or blah, 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 or, like, oh, I went to a hardcore show out here, or something, but, like, Modesto, like, I, I could not place that, like, I could not place where that place was at all, I could not figure out, on if you gave me a map, and you told me that everybody that I knew would die if I couldn't put a general area of where that venue was, Yeah, I... I think what's even funnier is the second Modesto meltdown. I only remember where it was at because I put it in my rounds and it was at some Indian cuisine place. Oh yeah. Did I battle that one? I, oh, I did. It will. You did. That's right. I, I forgot. Yeah. I remember that was the meanest battle I think I've ever had. The meanest one. I don't yeah, that, know. I think that was probably the meanest as far as like my content. I'd say Father Foul was pretty mean too. Yeah, because you because you had to explain to him that two plus two equals four. Hell yeah! <laughs> if anything, that's a service to the community. He looked like he, <laughs> he looked like he needed some help. 
I, I think the funny the funniest part about that battle in particular too was how he would just stare at you as though he didn't know what you were talking about, which only further kind of validated the content that you were you were giving to him. Yeah. I should go rewatch that. I've I've watched that battle a few times because <laughs> I, it's funny. Well, it, it's just weird to me because, like, if you go through, like, my battling history, like, I look different in, like, yeah. every area. Like, a weight loss, weight gain, like, hairstyle. Like, I just look completely different. So, like, it, you know, if anybody in politics try to bring up my old battles, I'll be like, that's not me. Yeah. It just looks like me. It sounds like <laughs> me. And I introduce myself as me, but it's not me. But it's not me. It's a, it's a, it's a former shell of who I once was. Exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the best way to put it. Fucking, I remember. Um, I want to say that Santa Barbara trip was also a really was such a fun one too, right? Because that was that the one where Caustic went with us. Yeah, yeah, we picked up Caustic, and uh, it took us hella long to leave, and we sang Backstreet Boys. Uh, oh, that then, was the tell me why we didn't fucking left yet. Yeah, and then we got yeah yeah we met up with uh, Crazy K and Lex and his and his uh, then. Uh, fl- love flame, um, dude. I thought that was so cool. That uh, what's it called? That we got Lex out there for uh, fucking uh, that bots event. Yeah, dude. Like that was like I just I thought like maybe I, if I paid him to come, he'd come, and it was cool. Like, yeah, I was like, just just was... lie to your girl. Say that you're gonna go see a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out like that what they're engaged now like yeah some would yeah. say i helped them get you know get engaged unless it was before that then i'm helped them stay engaged you know what's i actually it was after that or no was it yeah it was okay. after that because i was yeah because i was in vegas when i when uh when it happened because i was i was trying to meet up with them that day funny enough i was just like hey bro you're in vegas i was like let's kick it. he was like uh i got plans today but i'll hit you up tomorrow and then like I saw like later that night, it was like she said yes or whatever. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's way more important. Dude, um, he should honestly he could have did that any time. There's only so many times you can kick it with you know. You know what I mean? Like I, I figured, but you know, I thought maybe I was just being selfish. Yeah, I sit at the dive bar playing slot machines and stuff. Uh, it's like, come on, man. No, uh, it was cool because I actually had dinner with him um right like right before my battle. Uh I like met up with him, like we met up like towards like the uh Angel Stadium at like this bar down there. Um, it was really cool because we were just talking a lot, like kind of the same like we're talking about now, just like a lot of the battle shit. And because I was like, dude, like you had like a point or I was like telling Lex, I was like, you had a point where like you had a run that was super good. And I was like, and it kind of sucks because it was like, I kind of felt like you, you know what I mean? Um, they ended up selling you short a little bit, you know? And um, we, we talked, we talked a lot about it, you know what I mean? And just kind of how he felt about it and just where he feels like now with battling, like he loves battling. He's like, you know, funny enough, like I've battled at least once a year, you know, over the past like three or four years, he was like, so I, it's not like I haven't, I haven't had a full year off like at all. And I was like, that's actually kind of crazy. But he's done now, right? Well, I don't know. I did like, I, like, I think it's just, I, I think that's just one of those things where he's okay with doing it like once a year. You know what I mean? Because he, he did one this year, I guess. I was trying to remember who it was against, but he, he did a battle this year. They always sent him to some weird divisions of KOTD and put him against, like, their awkward white kid. And it just did a disservice because there's so many good battles that he, he could have had with, like, more established people in each division. They always gave him, like, 
like the most awkward people to battle and it was just so like it, i don't know like it's cool like you got to go to vancouver you got to go to probably calgary or whatever but dude but we like, probably we probably gave him one of his best battles though like him versus carter is such a good fucking battle oh yeah yeah it, it definitely like yeah i mean the, the just like the the influence that we probably had in like the the second coming of carter deems you know not yeah. not the carter deems related to atm but like the, him on his own yeah because it wasn't too long after that where he like he like ended up battling ilmac <laughs> you know what i mean because he went from he went from that battle with lex to the uh the gz um tournament thing and then literally he battled ilmac and then lost to Urban the week after for the GZ tournament, and then went on to like, yeah, like now he's like in Wilding Out and doing a whole bunch of shit. He's no, I, I want I want to say that like aside from Nick Cannon, I would be up there on like the most important people to his career. You know, you know? and I and I think if you ask Carter that, I think he would agree. Some people I, say I am the Nick Cannon of uh, my studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they tell you? They they've said that before, because they always be saying I'm walling out, you know. Oh man, I you know hate I mean? this, was... this this part will be edited out for sure. That uh... they they can't all make them, you know. They they can't all make the cut, you know. So uh, gotta... I had I had, a, had about 15 more minutes of this. I have a, drum, <laughs> a whole drumline story, but. <laughs> oh my god, what was your? What was your least favorite battle? You think, or like, or even experience? My, I guess uh, my least favorite. I, I'm sure you've seen some of my like not favorite moments, but I would think it's uh, L.A. What the fuck was it? Battle of L.A. Four? Or? Oh, the division battle. Yeah, that that was such a stupid experience. It was like, hey, you're gonna be battling on stage. Oh, hey, you're no longer gonna be battling here. We're moving it somewhere else. Hey, the footage is never coming out. Yeah, I remember because like I, uh, I remember like that event was really cool, like the actual like bullet thing itself. But yeah, you definitely got fucked over in all of that. But who if you else, think about who it, who else went with us? But, uh, Urban, hmm. Urban, yeah, yeah, Urban yeah, went with us because he battled Conscious Pilot, I think. But if you think about it, that event did not matter in the history of battle rap. Like I can't, like there might have been like some good moments. You're like, well, who battled there? That was the Mac Lethal and uh, the Source battle. That was probably the most influential battle that and, probably came out of that. And and that didn't matter. Let's be honest. Like in a long scheme of things, like, yeah, like I, I know nobody nobody looks back on that and says like that event really shaped. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair though, so much has happened since then too. Like it's kind of it's it's kind of hard to say that when so much now has overcasted that. Like at the time, it was a really cool thing. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think that. I think that one was like the least influential. Like, I think the most influential battle thing ever. I want to say, oh, not. I mean, not like Fight Club or WRC or any of that stuff. But like, I would say is is where Tantrum and, and Dumbfounded, obviously. Mm -hmm. But just that ba just Battle of the Bay one, where Tantrum and Reverse Live battled and and uh, Dirtbag and FLO. I can't remember who else battled there, but um that and then i would say kid twist versus hollahan mm -hmm. and and uh i don't know there's a few other things that i think were like huge for for battle rap because like it set the course 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I I watch, like, you know, I actually watch quite a few Hollihan battles now that I think about it. Because I'll watch, like, that one, the Kid Twist Hollihan one. I'll watch watch Pat Stay versus Hollihan. I love that battle because that was Mm -hmm. when he uh, moonwalked with steel toe boots on. Yeah. Um, The Source versus Hollihan because Hollihan offered up the chain and ended up losing it. Uh. <laughs> he like legitimately like is uh funny enough the source was talking to real deal about it like on this thing that i was watching uh, i think it was like a live and uh he was like yeah like he was like me organic had no idea that hollahan was gonna just offer up the chain and it was like oh fuck so after i won like i was like hey i don't know what you guys want to do like but they were like no i mean you won the chain like you're the champion now <laughs> and then so. he looked at their budget and they're like fuck yeah, they were just like, "How are we gonna make this work?" And then, and then, uh, yeah, and KOT ended up folding, and just it's not a company anymore. And it's not successful. Um, not a, I feel like that might be false information, but uh, it's like the most successful thing right now, except for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, are you done with battling? Like, are you done done with battling? Uh, yeah, I I don't think I'm ever gonna battle again. I. Uh, the only thing I would ever want to do, and this is not in the near future, would be like a rumble. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, so it's interesting, though, because I don't even think I've... Because I have, like, some, like, non-disclosure agreements that weren't, like, real non-disclosure agreements. But, like, Mm -hmm. I think I was on every single bot and every... And a lot of the, the, like... A lot of the West Coast things, like ghost writing lines for people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think I've told you, like some of the stuff I wrote for people, just because probably I told them I wouldn't. Probably I wouldn't tell anybody it. any. But yeah. like, I'll probably always be around bots giving people lines. Probably. Yeah. At least, the, at least the important bots, not like the little fucking three people at a park <laughs> with fucking DD. Headlining against Blackton, like no, I'm not gonna fucking invest in that. But <laughs> so, so what is what is uh, what's next then for X Cipher Two Hundred Nine X? Nothing musically. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna do anything. Uh, I was thinking about putting like a like a random ass mixtape out, but like it's just it's it's not like I haven't put anything out in the age of like streaming. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always, like, go to go and download it from, like, this blog site, you know, back in the day. And I, then... I think it'd be really cool if, like, if, like, you and SM could do a fucking EP together. Like, you and Non-Fiero. Because that fool literally just raps over, like, sample beats that he makes. And, I mean, you could do that, too. It would just be, like, a little mixtape, like, EP thing with you two. Like, just rapping over a beat. That shit would be sick. Yeah, no, I actually would want to do a track with him because he'd make me have to write, you know? Exactly. And like, I that's think the that... thing is, I haven't written in so long, but I can write. Like, that. that's... I came from writing metaphors and similes and, you know... Mm-hmm. Mostly similes is with some battle rap, but I don't know why people call it metaphors, but... Um, yeah. You actually use a lot of, like, writing fundamentals in, in your, like, in your work. Like that, I think that's one thing that like I've always appreciated about it. Like when I look back, like, fuck, I'm trying to remember what what was the what was that CD or project? Was it Ceremony of Release? Is that what it's called? Yeah. And then um, there was that 
one song on there I, I used to listen to quite a bit, and I forgot what it was, but um, it's funny because this kind of goes back into a conversation we were talking about earlier, like how I listen to music. But um, with the way that you, you write, right, because it, it's, it's more than just the metaphors and, and the similes, like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of allegory in there. There's a lot of, like, alliteration. There's a lot of, like, you know what I mean? Again, these are just basic writing structures that like anybody with like, like if somebody had like a journalist degree or something like that, they look for this stuff when they, when they actually write and you're putting it in cadence forms, like in I am contaminator, like it's all, <laughs> it's like literally all structured out perfectly. And it's funny because you actually played a really pivotal part in the way that I rap because like, I remember like when I first started rapping around you and shit, you used to like, tell me like, slow down <laughs> like because <laughs> it was just i was trying to fit so much into my lines and like i would constantly overlap like I, I would overlap the cadences and things like that and i remember there was a there was a song in particular that you and i did um and you literally forced me to just like like just ride on top of the beat like you were just like do not like <laughs> you were like do not double time this like, do not, you know, and, like, force me to just kind of, like, groove onto the track. And, like, ever since then, it's, like, I've found a way to kind of, like, gauge that now into my music. And I don't try to, like, double time all the time. But there's still, because all double timing is, really, is just when you stack a bunch of multis on top of each other, essentially. Yeah, I don't think I ever really double time. Oh, no, I've double timed a few times in a couple songs. But, like, mostly I just rap to that snare. Like, yeah. I just try to like, I want, cause the thing that I want to do is lay the words down perfectly onto like the amount of time I have, like, which is, which, which I use a lot of pauses, like, like long commas. And to, it's like, funny make, too, because that caters to a lot of your favorite rappers too. Like a lot of the rappers that you like kind of emulate, like emulate that style of just like laying on top perfectly of the beat. Yeah, I, well, I know that, like, you, you came up, I think J. Cole was an influence on you when you started, mm -hmm. and, and I know how he likes, I mean, but he, dude, that, like, he's, like, a superior MC, like, and I respect that, I, I'm not his biggest fan, mm -hmm. but, like, the, he, he does a really good job of switching up how he raps on, on, on things, like, he'll speed it up, slow it down, mm -hmm. but, like, not too many people, I think, have that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I would say, like Kendrick, but I don't listen to Kendrick. So I'm assuming Kendrick because people like him. But mm -hmm. um, I, so like when when that's all I wanted you to do is like fill the fill the line. Like where's it? Where's the best part to stop this line? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and beat wise too, because sometimes you got to let some of the beat ride. Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of hard to explain, but you're like, nah, do that sound like so like. Like EJ, our, you know, our friend EJ is really good at hearing random ass sounds in the back of music. Yeah. And like, sometimes you rap and then you just let a little sound go. Mm. Like, it, I don't know. Like, it's like perfect how you lit, like how you could lay things down. Like, I don't know. I look at every beat and I'm like, what do I really want to highlight in the beat too? Yeah. And I mean, I would say that like, for, for me, that's a lot of where my music is gauged now. But again, a lot of that came from, from that. Because for, for, I think the biggest thing that you, you told me, and this might have been something you actually told me recently more so than anything else, was take shit out. Like, that's what it was. It's me. I like having lines that make way too much sense 
that I put way too many words to make like it's like it has to be said like this in order for the line to make perfect sense. And it's like, yeah, but you don't have to do that. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it's like you don't have to do that to get the point across. It's like I, I get that it's like maybe it's been said somewhat similar like that before, so you want it to stand out, but it's like it'll still stand out. <laughs> like you don't need to add uh, all these syllables in there. And um, yeah, I think once I kind of learned that. So it's funny because on the, the album that I released, Hollywood, I have a song on there called Thinking About You. And um, like the song that I was referencing of yours earlier is actually kind of the same writing style I tried to demonstrate on that song in particular. Because I just remember how you just literally, because that beat, I, I love the beat of it. It's just really just like super solid and it's just, a, it's a vibe. So I didn't want to do anything that was going to take away from that. So it was just kind of slow talking, but like very rhythmically on beat. <laughs> like yeah, trying to get that. I think that's the way I approached um, Human Passion, the song that I had. That was the fucking song. That was literally the song I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that, that song, I specifically like knew that the way that uh, Misanthropy Beats, uh, his name was that, that produced it, the way that he he did he laid the sample and the way that he laid the drums because he's like a punk rocker mm -hmm. he's like a hardcore kid that made a beats so like i knew he was focusing on like almost having the sound of like a double pedal and stuff in there yeah and uh using this like the snares like doing a lot of more snare hits than people usually would mm -hmm. so like i was really making sure that i like wrapped to make sure that the drum patterns he put on was like really highlighted Mm. like that that's the way i always looked at it um you know what I, a project i really would want to do too but so, you know besides like a tracks with eslam or whatever his name is now um is uh is that the that work project that me and ded -E -D, -D, d had yes the like, fucking we, the trap project that's yeah I, I would want to at least put out like a like a little ep because i think i think that would be kind of dope but like really if I put out anything, I'd, I'd want it to be like, like real hip hop, like hip hop, hip hop, like, <laughs> I like, I want to do like three tracks and just put it out and be like, Hey y'all, I made three tracks. Go listen to it or don't. I don't care. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, something like that's always cool and it's always doable. You know, there's no reason why you couldn't do it. Funny enough. I, I guarantee like if you were to just like go on Facebook and be like, Hey y'all need beats, send them here you're at least going to get, like, three or four, at the very least. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could always – there's some good beat makers, too, that I know. Um, I, I still have some beats that I got from, from people that I never used. Like, there's this, like, Lana Del Rey beat I, I got from, from one of my friends, uh, Taylor, Taylor Michael. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's some beats that I just never used. Dude. They were supposed to be for a project never put out. So, I mean, I could probably just put out, like, a three-track EP. But I, I'd want some new stuff, too. But – um, and the thing is, it's like back in the day, because it was such a neat, like a niche thing that I was doing with straight edge hip hop, mm -hmm. I'd get like, uh, I can't recall like the exact amount, but I'd get a lot of downloads and those were downloads. They were not like streams, which is harder to, uh, to take account for. Cause no one's like, I mean, no, no one's paying for what I, you know, the downloads, but you had to go actually physically download it somewhere, you know? Yeah. So like, it was interesting. Cause, uh. I still meet people now that are like, oh, I li used to listen to your music. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, why? Like, 
even even my coworker, like he he told me, he's like, dude, I used to listen to your shit, and I even know you like were around here. Mm-hmm. Like so, like that that's a trip. But well, I mean, I think a lot of that too also had a tie in with you know your ties to the hardcore scene. You know what I mean? Because again, like uh, a lot of your stuff, you know, really like uh, ta- I shouldn't say tailored, but it definitely was good for that crowd as well too. Like you even performed at hardcore shows, no? Yeah, I did too. I uh, recognized the last show. Mm, that's right. Uh, and and there was another hardcore show that I, I did like a small set on, but it was just uh, yeah, no, it's it's I don't even know where that was, like Central Valley, Southern Central Valley somewhere. But yeah, 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 it's it's. It was tailored. It was tailored to the hardcore scene because I was basically rapping stuff that hardcore kids went through. Yeah, just you're like you were like the like the rap Frank Ocean for hardcore kids, essentially. Because you're just like you're like I like making music that's going to appease you, but I don't like performing it for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what I I, like. Some would say I am Frank Ocean. You know, Um, (laughs) I, I I wanted to venture and say that I was the first, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am. I'm Frank Ocean uh, and um, and uh, whatever Nick Cannon. Some would say <laughs> you're the you're the Frank Ocean to hardcore kids, and you're the Nick Cannon to your studio apartment. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, some would say. I definitely think some would say because because if, if some if I say it, that means that it's been said, right? Mm-hmm. But and if I and if it's been said, I I heard it because I because I said it, so I heard it. So I could say that someone said, and I heard that I am the Frank Ocean of hardcore kids. You know what I mean? I want to remind you guys that he is the sober one of the two on this conversation right now. Um. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, What's it called? I I, I know we're kind of getting up there on, on the time already, but... I want to I want to kind of give you the stage to get to go ahead and uh, give one more story about about me that might be your favorite to tell. Um, damn, dude, give me give me a story because there's a few stories. I know. I and I mean I I really don't mind. I, it's one of those things. I I've, I've kind of gotten okay with just letting a lot of those stories go. Like it's funny. My my last couple episodes uh, of the season have been me just kind of letting. Like some of the weird stories, like the Portland story, um, where I played house with a stripper. And, I didn't uh, even know that, did I? Yeah, you got it. I don't. I don't think you did actually. So yeah, you got to go listen to that episode. It's literally I. I played house with a stripper for two weeks in Portland. Wait, you know what? You did kind of tell me about that, but I. I need to go hear it because, like, I couldn't recall that. You know, like I couldn't like. Yeah, and then last week's episode was the episode where I went to Jersey the week before I or the three weeks before I went to um, to Portland, and I became a karaoke legend at a bar for their seventieth anniversary where I sang for two hundred people, and then um, I had a week in between where I went to Baltimore, and uh, almost joined a, a a karaoke tribe of gay black men. Um, yeah, it was crazy. If I had a dollar, bro. Yeah, for reals. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. What, what is your favorite story? And then I'll tell you the real story of it, like how it really happened. 
<laughs> for reals. Uh, my my version of it would be so skewed. I'd be like, everything went great. And you're like, yeah, it was great until you fucking, you know, puked everywhere. Like, I remember when I do. I remember after the override battle. Do you remember that? Uh, Where was that? That was in uh, Santa Cruz. Uh, was that, I there for that? Yes, you were there. You drove. You had to oh, drive. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> Actually, I drove back, right? And I and I threw up in my hat in my car. Yeah. yeah. No, you, you know what? Who had a worse time on the road than you? Who? That family of ducks that you destroyed Hold on the, the way back from Jackson Rancheria Hotel and Casino. No. This guy, this guy couldn't have been a more attentive driver. He was staring <laughs> at the fucking road, checking his window, checking his mirrors. <laughs> Staring at the road ahead of him, right? Which made it more sociopathic that there was a family of ducks crossing the street and a car passes by, slows down because he's not trying to kill the ducks. And Tino does not care about anyone's life and plows through the family of ducks, took out the whole family reunion. And they let the duck-sized chip of paint on his car. Like, that's that was disgusting behavior. I had to re-become a Catholic so I could confess <laughs> later that week. Okay. First of all... The fact that you made eye contact with the, with the mom <laughs> and the last thing she did was try to shield her baby duck under her wing... While your car just took him out, like took him out. That's disgusting. First of all, there was a car directly behind me that was on my ass. I couldn't slow down. I would have been hit and we still would have hit the duck. And it was one duck. It wasn't the it was whole family. And unfortunately, it was probably either one of the parental ducks. So the kids definitely watched it happen. Yeah. That that I will confess to, and the fact that there definitely was the fucking duck head print of paint taken out of the front of my car, which absolutely destroyed me when I seen it. Because <laughs> it looked like a duck. It really looked like a duck. So <laughs> it just was a constant reminder of what had happened. And I couldn't go left to swerve out of it because that it was a one-lane road, so there was a car coming uh, like coming from the opposite way so I would have went head on with that car so it was either I got rear ended and hit the duck swerve left and go head on with the car or I just go straight through a duck those, and it was those... crazy but the, the thing was the thing was this though the thing that got me that, that still haunts my dreams sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about this <laughs> is that <laughs> your foot never went near the brake yeah. <laughs> it was never an option <laughs> To slow down. Some say, now this is speculation, <laughs> some say you accelerated, but I'm not to speak on that. I don't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't like, did a, not. I no, I, did I mean, not that's accelerate. just speculation I, and rumor. I definitely did not, I definitely did not accelerate, but I will say that I, I probably at least, at the very fucking least, could have just taken my foot off the gas, though. <laughs> and, that, yeah. and, that, and that is a thousand percent fact. I could have at least naturally slowed down, but I guess the way I thought it, man, I don't even want to say what I thought, because it's probably going to sound worse. It's just yeah. like, 
Like, I just figured, like, if I'm taking him out of his misery, I'm taking him out of his misery. Like, it, it was just the sickness of your foot never going towards <laughs> the gas. Was or never really going towards stuck me. with me. <laughs> oh, man. You know, yeah, I could accept fault on that one. I could definitely accept fault on that one. That was That's horrible. probably my least favorite story about you because I saw death with my own eyes. Okay, and I would also like it to be stated for the record that I very much was torn up after going through the duck. You know when I was I, I torn very... up? That <laughs> duck. <laughs> That's what was fucking torn up. Oh, my God. All right. Well, with that being said, I definitely think we've had enough here today. Oh my God, that was that was great. Um, where would be a, a good place for people to find you if they would want to get to know you better? Uh, <clears throat> right now, unfortunately, Tinder. So uh, <laughs> I'm a good guy. All right. So before I end out this episode, I want to actually play one of uh Saif's songs because this was a song that i actually was a big fan of and uh, i ended up finding it on youtube so i just ripped the shit out of it so i could play it for you guys <laughs> so this song is from x cypher x uh produced by jimmy wiggs and it is called i don't mind you know what there's probably a lesson in all of this we'll have to wait and see Forget what you thought you thought, this ain't an intro I figured get wigs and kill it from the get-go Cause today hip-hop ain't really meaning shit So I'm tossing out the rules or rapping out the window They call me Scythe when they pass me the mic Shall remain strong, romantic for life They know what I read by now, this ain't a secret Big Black X On my hands where I keep it Leave them in the dust and I dip, never see shit Still remain skeptical, can you believe this? And if they don't, I don't care and if they don't, I don't mind They tell me it's a niche, niche and it's never gonna pop I do it for the people that tell me to never stop I stay one step ahead, I know I can Disregard the people that never will understand Cause if they don't, I don't care And if they don't, I don't mind And if they don't, I don't care and if they don't, I don't mind I gotta take a step back, sometimes admire the view Think about the nine to fives that I'm not wired to do Frustrated cause society, I'm tired of you I'm at the door of happiness with no requirements through They hinted at success, never looking for the bait I'm out the recent ears of those I'm looking for escape If I ever let them down, I couldn't look them in the face Support was fucking solid, so I took it to the bank Ain't you straight edge? All day, every day I thought you guys could have fun Let me explain, I chill with my Homies, I can kick it at the shows I just do me and they ain't tripping cause they know I'm solid, I don't burn bridges and never would Nothing but respect so the people know I'm good And if they don't, I... Alright, I think they know They tell me it's a niche and it's never gonna pop I do it for the people that tell me to never stop I stay one step ahead, I know I can Disregard the people that never will understand Cause if they don't, I don't care And if they don't, I don't mind And if they don't, I don't care And if they don't, I don't mind They tell me it's a niche and it's never gonna pop I do it for the people that tell me to never stop I stay one step ahead, I know I can 
missing are the people that never will understand Cause if they don't, I don't care And if they don't, I don't mind And if they don't, I don't care And if they don't, I don't mind And that concludes another edition of Wigs and Scythe This is Tino Kildin Signing off from another episode Of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life